something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's Wedding Confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings is talking shit about weddings. So much. We love it. I know. So much shit. And I love it so much. It's true. I'm also loving this cocktail you gave us, Pam. So good. We're actually drinking the mimosa. That What is it? The apple, apple cider, cider mimosas, mimosa. which was a previous bridal break suggestion. It was. And I got to say, thumbs up. They're so good. It's really good. Yes. I'm on number three. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how this podcast is going to go. <laughs> On that note. On that note, let's introduce our guest. She's been joining us. <laughs> yes, she only had two because she's responsible. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Pam, you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, we um, we have a guest that's a friend of mine. We have known each other for years, and um, she is a TV producer, and uh, her name is Camilla Danik. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome. I'm excited about this. So yes. I will say, I remember when we were brainstorming about even doing this podcast, your name came up as a guest. Oh. Because you had a cool wedding. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, sort of uh, came about from my producer brain. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. But let's, let's rewind. Hop in <laughs> the time machine. Oh, just to get anyone up to speed who's new to the show. Uh, the way wedding confessionals work is listeners send in their uh, advice questions and their own confessionals about things going on in the weddings that they're a part of. And then we um, read them aloud and chat about them and try to help if we can. But the first part when we have a guest on is we want to learn a little bit about the guest so that we understand your perspective when you're giving your advice. So with that in mind, starting with our first question, as always, mm-hmm. how old were you when you went to your first wedding? I was maybe seven. And it's funny because your first wedding is something that you always remember. Um, Yes. They had these, it was like, it was this wedding in a giant, I mean, it it was a giant chapel, but you know, it's probably not as big as it usually like is when you're a little kid, everything's giant. But all I remember is the gifts that they had for the guests was a, a teacup and a saucer, an oh, actual teacup with I their like name that. on it. And of course, after all the guests started leaving, I was a greedy little seven-year-old and I went around and collected them all. <laughs> like, oh, I have to have all of these, this tea you set. You wanted so, a collection. Yes, yeah, so I have a, my first collection of tea party set was from this wedding. That's yeah. cool. Whose yeah. wedding was it? Was it? Uh, Terry and um, uh, John Epstein. My, my friends, my friends. Uh, parents' friends. Parents' friends. Yeah. Cool. Friends it's cool that your parents' friends let a little kid come to their wedding because sometimes they're a little strict. I know. But I wasn't yeah. an annoying kid. I just sat and admired their tea saucers all day. So, And then <laughs> stole like, and everything. Then stole <laughs> and then Not annoying kid. Klepto'd them all. <laughs> <laughs> what an ideal child. <laughs> Polite, quiet, little bit of a thief. <laughs> It's true. Kept her busy. Yeah, I'm yeah. all for it. <laughs> Did you go to a lot of weddings as a kid or was it just that one no, landmark one? No, just that one. I didn't start going to weddings again until, you know, my 20s. Then people started getting married and uh, then I started being in weddings. Oh, yeah. How many weddings yeah. have you been in? I've been in four four weddings. Well, three and a half weddings. And I say three and a half because I, I bought the dress and then it didn't go through. Oh, oh, the, oh, the, the you didn't get dumped. The wedding, the wedding didn't go through. No, got no, it. no. Yeah, I didn't. I was meant to be in the wedding, but uh, the wedding got canceled, unfortunately. But so I have a, a, a gorgeous gown still hanging in my. Really? If anybody's interested, maybe it's, it's taupe. <laughs> 
size eight. Mm. <laughs> this is actually just this whole podcast just you selling stuff your slowly. So good. Just yeah. like Tea, your Craigslist. Please email me at. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so how did the how did the other bridesmaids? You were just bridesmaids, or were you maid of honor? Uh, I was one. I was a maid of honor, and it let me tell you how stressful. I'm sure everybody who's ever been a maid of honor. Yeah. The it speech, is. right? Oh my gosh. Oh. Stress. Yeah. Yes. So much stress. Did I you like, not release until after the speech was over? Yes. Oh, it was too much. <laughs> it's my best friend, and so I felt like there was a lot of pressure. And I also, I mean, I, I'm a producer, I'm happy in front of groups of people, I'm not ever nervous, I can, you know, talk to anybody, but I was so nervous. I remember the pressure and the sweat coming on my under, <laughs> underarms, and all these people looking at you, and I was like, I can't, I can't mess this up for her, I love her so much, and, you know, I... <laughs> I don't even know if I was just emotional from the stress, but I just like started crying, just like Aww. just just a blubbering mess. Oh, yeah, that's really sweet. <laughs> back, and then after I went and was like, I need booze, couple <laughs> of shots. Some. And yes. so yeah, I just wait. Did you cry your way through the speech? No, I waited until the end, like oh. the, the last, like, well, let's raise our glass. I was like, Bleh. oh, that's cute though. Yeah. That's so sweet. Apparently, it was a nice speech, but I was like. I don't know. It was a stress. It went off. It went off really well. So. Did you have it memorized? Yeah. No, I kind of. Um, that was also really stressful because I didn't know what to say. You know, I didn't yeah. know. I, I've I'd known both the the bride and the groom for a very long time, um, and I just didn't. As my first speech, I didn't know what was appropriate and inappropriate. As Pam knows, sometimes I can be inappropriate. Ooh, uh, so I'm so glad you're on the show. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to embarrass her because my best friend is a little more buttoned up than I am, shall we say? Um, and so I didn't know what would what was the uh, funny and what wasn't in that situation. Sure, because it's right. like mixed company in the room. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Somebody's it's a very special mom, moment. and yeah, people are videotaping you. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> this is dog yeah. being documented, you know, <laughs> so you can't <laughs> fuck up somebody's special moment. <laughs> it sounds like you did okay. I think, it, yeah, she liked it. It yeah. was good. That's and, good. Yeah. And it was clean, it sounds like. You didn't drop an yes. F-bomb. There was no F-bombs. People cried. I certainly cried. That's a good That's sign. That's a hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hit. So it's good. Yeah. <laughs> How, how many weddings have you been to? I know you said you were in four, but overall, oh God, just to get an experience. Many? Yeah, just uh, ballpark. Probably 10. Okay. Yeah. No, that's I reasonable. That's, that's a, sort of your standard American number. <laughs> we look at a survey. Yeah. You survey. should check that out. American survey says 10. <laughs> ding, ding. Does that make me popular? I guess. <laughs> I'm like cool. Me? I don't know. And in four, that's a good sign. Yeah. So you're popular. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Soup's popular. I also know how to really pick out a bridesmaid's dress. So if anybody's really needing advice, please email me. You're at. just trying to pitch that enjoyed? taupe one off on people. This is just you selling that yeah. one dress. Well, never, never discount the sales section, everybody. Oh. Yeah. It's a good tip. Yeah. Unless you have to get like five of the same or you're in a really like toity wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, man. <laughs> Got some Shout labels out. that are fancy. 500, 500 bones for something, you know? Yeah. Ooh. 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 We all yeah. made a face. I know. <laughs> so um, 
we want to talk about your wedding because yeah. it is so cool. Thank you. Back it up to first of all the proposal. Proposal. Yes. Proposal's really fun. So what, my hold husband, on. What, I was gonna say, what's his name? Oh, uh, does anybody care about that? It just because you're gonna no, casually say his name throughout it, and people are gonna be like, "Who's that?" <laughs> I'm joking. His name is Michael. He's very wonderful. He also way to cover. Yes, <laughs> recover from that. He uh, works in the television industry as well. Um, and he's very, he balances me, um, in a way that he is, we call ourselves the head and the heart. I'm very heady and process everything from my head and he processes everything from his heart. So we're very good balance. So you say that, mm. but earlier you're telling me that yeah. you're trying to convince him to let you get a puppy, which sounds like you're more the heart person. No, I know, but pie puppies, man. So cute. You can like have the darkest, coldest heart. And a puppy. Puppy. I know, man. I'm a sucker. I know. (laughs) So good. Sorry. So go ahead. (laughs) Well, he's very romantic. So we had intended on taking a trip uh, somewhere in April. So this was December. We knew we were going somewhere. And so at Christmas time, he gave me a gift card and said, this gift card is loaded with enough money for you to choose wherever you want to go in the world. Choose one place and we'll go there. That's where our vacation will be. Wow. Anywhere. um, Anywhere. Oh, my God. The overwhelming amount of choices. Do I take a safari? Do I go to the beach? It actually sort of uh, overloaded me for a while. But um, I knew that we were going to be going there in April. And I thought, oh, man, I've always wanted to go see the Cherry Blossom Festival in Tokyo. Yeah. So we went to the Cherry Blossom Festival and a couple of my girlfriends was like, they were like, oh, he's going to propose. He's going to. And I said to myself, mm-hmm. nobody's dumb enough to take a ring 5,000 miles to to Japan. So I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. So uh, sure enough, uh, the first day we got there, I knew something was up, but I didn't quite connect it because I came out in like, you know, your standard walk around a city outfit. Like I had a raincoat on and some stretchy pants, (laughs) some boots. And he said, is that what you're going to wear today? (laughs) And I was like, rude. Yeah. Just start the tone really well for the day. (laughs) Right. But he like had this, you know, like grand. He wanted me to wear like an A-line dress and like look like a princess. But I was like. No way. We're walking around a city. I got boots on. Because guys yeah. don't understand. No. They don't understand. Like the pretty outfits <laughs> usually are not comfortable or they're not, not like for all. all day long. Right. And it's like they don't get it. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shoes alone, man. Yeah. Yeah. You need the boots. Yeah. Boots. Man. So we went to this park. Um, it was actually, it was raining out, um, but we decided to go see the Cherry Blossom Festival. Or the, It's not a festival. It's just everywhere. And um, it was gorgeous, just Mm. pink, everything I'd hoped for. And uh, we were under this gigantic tree. Oh, back up. He's going to kill me for telling you guys this, but this is a really good part. We (laughs) promise not to tell him. Yes. That's that's how this show works. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we were sitting kind of just relaxing, uh, just taking it all in. We're sitting on the ground. And I could tell he was nervous, but I was like, what is his problem? But he he patted his book bag and he said, I got a little treat in here for you. And I was like, can I eat it? (laughs) (laughs) And then he went silent. And he said later on in that moment, he was like, God damn it. What did I just say? I'm such an idiot. (laughs) And I was like, what's going on? (laughs) So we kind of decided to walk around and we were standing under this gorgeous uh, pink cherry blossom tree. 
and the wind picked up and started to like snow cherry blossoms. It was so nice. Wow. And I turned around and he had the ring and it was a nice moment. And uh, there weren't many people around. So we got to have sort of this moment to ourselves. It was really nice. That's so pretty. Mm, Yeah. So then we were walking Did you try to eat it? I did. I was like, this chocolate. <laughs> no, thank God he didn't put in a piece of cheesecake or something, right? Right. right. So, Sounds like you would have just right. swallowed it I all. love snacks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, the moment went off without a hitch. It was very nice. And then we were walking out because the park started to close. Yeah. So we were walking out and uh, 10 minutes later, he said, oh, I'd, I'm coming too. I just kind of blacked out there for a minute. <laughs> Oh my god! So, oh, he was so nervous. He like oh, blacked oh. out a little bit. Poor guy. Oh and I was like, "It's a lot." Well, we talk about a speech is hard, but like, yeah, yeah. Proposing it's a, it's a lot is a of big moments. And yeah. I was like, "Did you think I would say no?" And he was like, "No, it's not that. I just wanted everything to be perfect." And I mean, that's oh, how adorable, right? What a yes. good dude. Yeah. So So then you started planning your wedding. We started planning our wedding in Tokyo. (laughs) Like immediately. Immediately. Because we we love planning. What a great vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love traveling. So we thought, you know, when we get married. And, you know, we'd have had this conversation sort of before the the proposal. But um, we were just randomly on Airbnb and there were a t- there was a, a section where they had kind of like exotic homes. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And you there can was get this- lost on Airbnb. Oh, you that can is hours sometimes. Just so like, it's hours. kind of voyeuristic. Yeah. Like I like seeing how other people decorate their homes. Yeah. Just for that reason alone. And you can sort of dream of where I mean, else. It is, I am live. who I am. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? You can sort of just like dream of living in a treehouse. Yes. Yes. So good. Yeah. Or an airplane. Yeah. Wait, you can Airbnb an airplane? Yes. There's like people buy like old Boeings and park them in the jungle. And what? What? Got them. And I'm in. That yeah. sounds so Look fun. That it's sounds so, so great. Fun. So great. Somebody plan that wedding and invite us. Yes. yes. And Camilla, or let's just have another wedding, (laughs) guys. Let's all get married again. (laughs) (laughs) No thanks. (laughs) So, um, uh, yeah. So you're on Airbnb. So we're on Airbnb, and we saw this uh, castle in Scotland, mini castle in Scotland that you can rent for a week for like ten grand, seven grand, and we were like, "Well, what a great idea! We'll rent this location." Um, Can everyone stay in it then? Is that the idea? Yeah, it was at slept wow. like 35 people. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. So if you divide it by that many people. Totally. Like, like that's like not a bad deal at all. Totally. Yeah. about the functionality of it. Exactly where our head was at. Yeah. We thought, well, we'll just have to actually pay for the, the party, the, you know, tent to come in, whatever. Yeah. Um. So that was sort of our original idea. And we wanted a de- destination, but... Um, beaches kind of weren't our thing so we were going to go the, the route of a chateau or a castle as the planning proceeded my producer brain kicked in and i said oh god all right let's think about this logistically i'm gonna have 40 people in the middle of nowhere in scotland i'm gonna have to feed them i'm gonna yeah. have to entertain them mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to that's a lot for me so then i started saying well why don't I look for a hotel where people can be self-sufficient? Oh, that's so, smart. Yeah. So that sort of 
morphed into finding um, the chateau where we end up getting married. That is a hotel. Oh, cool. oh, so, oh so the chateau has been tra- yeah. transforma- transformed? Yeah. Transformed. transformed. Re- renovated to be? Into a I don't know. I just picked a word. Transformed? Sure. Yeah. Sounds, Sounds dramatic. Right. <laughs> Transformed into a hotel. Right, exactly. I should write copy. I'm pretty good at this. No. Um, that's cool. What yeah. what so what part so you're in France then if you're saying chateau. Yeah. And so also producer brain. How did said, you go from Scotland to France? Just what the uh, locations that were location. available? Yeah, location. And also we thought it was romantic because romantical because our first vacation together was in Paris. Oh, cool. Um, hmm. My brother lived there for a while. I've been learning French for quite a few years. And so I thought like, wow, how gorgeous. Let's, you know. Yeah. So we chose this chateau because it uh, was a hotel. People could be self-sufficient, drive themselves there, rent their own room. Um, and it was close enough to Paris that people could have a vacation in Paris, sort of see the sights, get more bang and, for their yeah, buck, yeah, so to speak. Sure. So it all kind of came together. So um, wait, uh, you might have said this, and I might have missed it. How big was? The, did you take up the whole chateau with your people, or were the, was it more like a bigger hotel with other people involved? It had other people. Yeah, um, we the it was about forty people, including Michael and I. Uh huh. So um, some people stayed around and like cottages and airbnbs and bed and breakfast so yeah. that's also what we wanted is something that had enough uh, additional options in case people didn't have the money you know we wanted it to be sort of budget friendly for multiple you know tiers multiple tiers and multiple budgets yeah you know? so if you're planning from far away i'm going to ask this question and yeah. then as you're answering i'm going to get up and get the dog because okay. she's crying at the door <laughs> um did you have any snags? Because you were planning internationally. You're living in California at the mm-hmm. time when you're planning a wedding in France. Yeah, lots of snags. Time zones. How, how you do that, girl? Yeah, lots yeah. of snags. Time zones. When were you discussing yeah. things with people? Like well, at 2 a.m.? <laughs> well, okay, thanks. It was, um, it was logistically challenging, yes. Hi, Ruth. Oh, hi, Ruth. Sorry. <laughs> it was logistically challenging. Yes. Um, again, uh, if I were to do things differently, I would have hired my wedding planner early. That's kind of my advice to everybody getting married internationally. Hire your planner. When He's did you worth it? Wait, uh, real quick. So between the proposal yeah. and the wedding date, how much mm-hmm. time did you have? Uh, probably about. So we got married april uh, a year and a half okay when did you decide on the chateau about a year in then about six months in five months in okay yeah okay so we'd we'd kind of we'd sent the save the dates and we knew the location Mm -hmm. we just were like oh gosh now we need a um an actual chateau so then the pressure was on like oh (laughs) and you know it's really really stressful because we didn't have the time um and and an extra you know five thousand dollars to just go for a scouting trip sure. right so we did everything just on faith alone <laughs> just oh my. like well and it worked out it did work out eventually and it did in the end but um i you know we found an article in bride magazine and um uh this woman and jacques Cousteau's grandson were Got, got married there in 2014. So we thought, can't be that big of a dump, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if Jacques Cousteau's grandson got married there, like, can't be that bad. So sure. we're like, here's our $10,000 deposit. Like, Write that check. Let's go for it. <laughs> so yeah, it was a, quite an adventure. Um, so you're saying to get the wedding planner early. How early? Yeah. Like a Are French, wet, so a local wedding planner. Yes. Got oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah. That was, I mean, I... 
I really thought that I was superwoman, which I'm sure a lot of women do. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I speak enough French. I'm a producer. I produce multi-million dollar shows. I got this. But you yep. slowly realize that you producing a television show, which you're emotionally detached from, is way different than producing your own wedding, which you're completely emotionally attached yeah. to. Also, while you're playing this wedding, you were still working on those TV shows. Yes. Like it's yes. your full-time job plus oh, the wedding. Additional. It was a lot. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of work. But we ended up sort of waving the white flag and hiring our wedding coordinator a month before the wedding. And he was worth every dollar, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Just somebody who's there. Sure. I yeah. Why. I didn't think of it earlier, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you try to, you know, do that on your own and you're like, I can do this. And you probably could have. Yeah. But just to take that stress away mm-hmm. and especially when you're not there to have eyes there that can report right. back to you is is big. Right. And somebody who's fluent in the language, I think, is very helpful. My brother's fluent in the language, but he was also busy. And so I'd CC him on emails and he wouldn't answer in a week and I'd be like <laughs> so that I had to like manage my brother and the wedding and the like people at the hotel it was too much so that sounds not stressful at all no it was it was a day at the spa <laughs> a french day at the spa bonjour bonjour that's all I, that I would not I would fail at doing that bonjour that's all I know of the friends that's all I got so part of the whole wedding experience and the planning, what would you say is the best part and the worst part? Oh, the, the planning experience? Just or the any wedding? moment any between moment. proposal to the wedding's over. Uh-huh. Oh, the worst part is not having the amount of money you want to execute <laughs> the vision you have. Sure. Yeah. And the worst part is seeing the hemorrhage of money out of your account. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's really tough. I didn't, it's something that we were sort of oblivious to, you know, when you first get engaged, it's like all sunshines and roses. Mm-hmm. And then when reality kicks in and you don't budget appropriately for things, you know, we had, we had completely forgotten to budget for our wedding rings. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so by the time we was like two weeks to the wedding, we were like, oh man. <laughs> We don't have any more money left. This sucks. <laughs> you know, so what did you end up doing? Yeah. We just ended up pulling money from savings, you know, which we didn't want to do, but we right. did. And, you know, we got our, but it was that moment where we were just like, oh man, we, we want, we don't want to, we don't want to uh, compromise on what we want. Sure. Because you don't want 10 years down the road, you don't want to be like, I hate this wedding ring. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. You don't. <laughs> it was uh, very scary. Uh, so the best, uh, the best was just having 40 of my favorite people in my favorite, one of my favorite places in the world yeah. for a whole week. It was so nice. It was so nice. It was like bring, a group vacation. It was a group yeah. vacation. Yeah, and a whole it was week. A whole, a whole week. Nice. It was so nice. I mean, I love Paris. I want to live in Paris someday. And it's like kind of my, it's my thing. And, and to have people, all of my favorite people come into my world was such an amazing, surreal experience. And my husband just loved every minute of it, too, because he loves Paris. So that was the best. I love that. Cool. Yeah. I want to hear one more story uh-huh. because you briefly mentioned it. <laughs> yes. On your trip between Los Angeles to getting to France. <laughs> yes. You had a snag in London. 
Yes. There was no easy segue, but I refuse to skip over this story because I think it's wonderful. It's a good story. It's a really good one. Hit it up. Okay. So (laughs) Michael and I decided uh, that in between leaving the States and getting to Paris, we wanted to take four or five days in London for four or five quiet, lovely days together before, you know, everyone dropped into our, you know, big event. Mm -hmm. So we got to London and we were having a great time. And in my head, I needed everything off the to-do list to be checked off. We were just going to be frolicking around London, happy as can be. And uh, he had a different idea. He still had (laughs) to buy his tie. (laughs) He still had his suit for his wedding. Yeah, for he and his best man. Come on, so, man. I mean, get it together. <laughs> so, so we were spending our entire vacation trying to find a tie. And in his mind, it was like so fun because we could do it together. And in my mind, I just hated every minute of Wait, him. Why would it take I, long to we just go to one store and get a damn tie? It's five a tie. stores later. No. I was like, can you buy a fucking tie? Oh, my God. <laughs> and we just. It's a tie. I, and he was like, why are you so angry? And I was like, just pick a tie. Just pick one. There's a thousand in this city. Just pick one tie. So we ended up getting in this fight, which now is pretty funny, but it got so heated in the middle of Piccadilly Circus, <laughs> of all places, <laughs> of course. that we exchanged expletives and walked opposite ways in London. And I was fuming. I was so mad. So I'm walking the other way, just like so, so, so angry. But then all of a sudden I started to panic, like, oh God, what if I lose him and I can't find him? And I mean, I know where the hotel room is, but I don't know London. And so I pull up my phone and the GPS isn't working on my phone. So I'm simultaneously extremely angry and panicking because <laughs> I don't know where I am. Right. Then my contact comes out of my eye and I'm in some random neighborhood and I'm holding it. I have to, it's so gross, but I had to like lick it and put it back in my eye because I couldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like the worst. And so. Was he texting you during he this was, time? Yes. He was texting me, please just, just come back, come back to where I am. I'm at this place and that place. I'll buy and a tie. Just, yeah. Oh my God. I should have said that. <laughs> But I was only so if you send me a photo proof of, of two of, ties that have been purchased. and a receipt. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hindsight, I should have done that. That's so funny. Pam and I need receipts. <laughs> yes. So sorry, you your one eye's wonky. You're you're angry and yes. getting text messages and lost. My eye has spit in it now. Um, my husband to be is texting me, and I want so badly in my heart just to be reconnected. Yeah, but my angry mind is saying otherwise. Right, and I'm texting him expletives and so <laughs> days before you get married. Days before I get married. And at that point, I feel like I was ready to go back and reunite, but I'm so stubborn that I had to prove a point. So I stayed out and I was like, I need some wine. And so I just found a, I found a restaurant uh, and I was drinking wine and he found me. And um, then there's this, there's a classic picture that I hope my children don't see until after they're 18. But <laughs> he had to document the process and I'm glad he did now. But I'm, it's me sitting, uh, leaning on um, the, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Wall, looking over the river, yeah. giving him the finger. It's like moments after you've been reunited. Moments. 
still angry. I like that most people, when you think about like Facebook and Instagram and how you yeah. always like document the best moments of your life yes. and it gets a skewed view of what life yes. is. I really appreciate that he's just like, yes. I'm going to take this really shitty moment and be like, click forever. It's so good. It is. That's I'm awesome. glad that he did because it is a really funny story now. He'll He'll <laughs> send the picture to me like every four to five months. Just randomly and be like, remember when you hated me? <laughs> <laughs> so the cliffhanger is, yeah. when did he get the damn tie? Oh, my God. <laughs> the next day. So I was even like, after that, he shows up tieless to meet you. Oh, <laughs> Michael. I was like, you had one job. I planned this entire international affair and you had one job. Buy a tie. He didn't buy it until the next day. We went to whatever, Hugo Boss, and I was like, eh, just, just anything. I don't care. Buy it. It's what color was it? It was it, it was the perfect tie. Oh. It, was, <laughs> it ended up being perfect. Oh, good. Pink with good. dots. So he bought a couple of options. And I was oh, just my like, God. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just like you do. You reach that point where everything's stressful. And also, you probably have yeah. jet lag. And you have this oh. the stress of the wedding that's oh, just about coming. to come yeah. and the yeah. travel you've already done and the travel you have yeah. to do. I mean, you really are at your worst. Yeah. And that ding dong just pushed lag. me. You pushed you over the edge. It was bad. <laughs> I actually forgot. You just reminded me. I had an, an incident on the plane coming over to London, too. What? I, like, passed out. Wait. Like, I like from drinking or just, like? From life? Stress. From wow. stress, I mm-hmm. has that ever happened to on you on the plane? On the plane, it <gasps> never oh happened gosh. to me. Oh my God. I was on an extremely hard show or extremely difficult show, mm-hmm. and um, I worked some for some reason the day before we left. And so the day that we left for our for London to start the process, we got to LAX. It was nine a.m. and I was like, "I'm a free woman," <laughs> and so I was like, "Give me some wine with my eggs." And so <laughs> I like that of mimosas, straight yeah. up wine. Yeah. I was like, girl, give me some wine. So I started drinking wine with my omelet. And it was only one glass. Hey, you're going to France. It's fine. I'm France. not judging. No, it's fine. No. Yeah. I mean, I, so it was just one glass. I thought it would be okay. But I guess it was just a combination of the stress and everything. We get on the airplane. And the airplane is ascending into the air. And all of a sudden, it hits me. This, like, flush sweat. <gasps> I start, like, panicking. Oh the my room gosh. goes white like this and I feel like I'm gonna vomit and we're still ascending and so my husband looks at me and he's like are you okay and I was like no I'm gonna pass out I'm gonna pass out and the poor man next to me is like what's happening (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we actually took a picture of that after this incident too to document it it's so good I'll sex you this picture So, so the room starts to like go and I'm so hot, I start peeling off layers. I'm not entirely sure what I've got underneath it. I'm like sweating, <laughs> I'm gonna pass out. And then my husband's like flagging over the uh, flight attendant. Yeah. And she's looking at him like, no, we're She can't like, move. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So she Ooh. finally comes over and like gives me a bucket of ice and I calm down, but it was really scary that for the room to go away. Yeah. yeah. In that moment, but. Um, my God. Yeah. 
I'm sure the rest of the flight, the guy next to you is like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> I was apologizing for like nine hours. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you have to be stuck next to this person on an international flight. Right. Like, I'm so sorry. Next 10 hours. You oh, me. my God. It really is just a gamble. Who yeah. you're, I mean, I'm not saying anything new that no one knows, but just like, it really is like the person next to you. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you were going to make or break yeah. the next like. Yeah. X amount of hours of my life yeah. and it is just a gamble of if you're crazy. Yeah. I recently <laughs> had to take a last minute red eye with my husband and we took like the last two seats we could get on a jet blue flight and we were so lucky to get the sick tickets, you know, yeah. but we were they were the they were the first row. Oof. Which is like weird because like the leg room is weird and like the TV's in a way like, everything's weird yeah. in the first row. Yeah. But it was like whatever, we just took what we could and we were happy and hashtag blessed. So <laughs> First of all, we we realized that the light has to stay on in the front near the no. bathroom for like that's like the law. Oh. So it's really like br- oh. I mean like it's as dim as they get oh. allowed to make it, but it's just like and even it with the mask. So yeah, and it's like the people shuffling mm. back and forth. But here's the other crazy thing. Not we were like on one side and then the, the woman the woman to my right was on the window and then I was in the middle and my husband was the aisle and then across the aisle were these two women and a child. The two women clearly didn't know each other. They said pleasantries in the beginning and then continued to talk through like the safety thing, like right in front of the lady because we're on the front row. Yeah. And it's like and lady literally <laughs> so was like snapping rude. them, like, please stop. And they were like, Don't care, chit chat. And again, they're not <laughs> even friends. They're just like, I mean, they're becoming friends. But so as the flight goes on, you know, I mean, the flight landed at like nine, it's fine. Right. But like you're hitting 10, 10, 15, and they're still talking. Oh, and they're not being like disorderly. You know sure. what I mean? Like they're not getting drunk. Sure. They're just politely chatting. But just because yeah. we were so close to them and everyone it's else is silent. Eye. And it's night, night time. It's yeah. night, night. We're yeah. going to New York. Oof. So everyone knows that when you land, it's going to be like 6 a.m. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like everyone, even if you're not tired, you're at least shutting up. Oh, not I give people these this sign. ladies, even, <laughs> even with my headphones in full blast, like watching a TV show, you know, like there's silent moments in between people talk. You yep. could hear them laughing. It was insane. Oh, so so here's the kicker. As we land, as we're deep planning, like, of course, we're the first ones to get off since we're first. Right. So my husband's gathering, like grabbing the stuff from above. And here's the woman saying to the other one, I'm sorry, I never even caught your name. <laughs> Oh, my. <laughs> These so bitches good. talked for six so hours straight. Were they best friends now? I mean, I hope like, so. I oh, hope they, they got have married. To be. Yes. Like, it was insane. <laughs> like, Tristan, because I didn't hear what it says, because I know where he's, like, grabbing the luggage. Oh. And he stops and kind of, like, exacerbated, like, throws his arms up. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> like, we in a sitcom right now. You ladies were nonstop talking. <sighs> That's amazing. Oh my god! I feel like in that moment, it's the job of the flight attendant to say, "Guys, yeah, yeah, everyone's sleeping. I yes. know you're having a lovely time, but could you not?" But it's one of those things. I think yeah. the rule is that I think maybe if I had complained, yeah. or but, but I just didn't know how to. I'm usually a pretty like yeah kind of confrontational person but yeah. in those situations it's like i don't want to get in trouble on a plane right like there's you know what they i mean the dragged out. I don't, I you know. don't know your flight attendant if she's had a bad day and she's gonna take the thing that you're saying like wrong and all yeah. of a sudden i'm being arrested and the <laughs> marshals are waiting for yeah. you when you land yeah mm-hmm. and i also like i was just like i don't want to like i don't want to talk to strangers and have a like 
discussion with them Planes about social weird, norms. Socially weird. God. I was like, what if I do projectile vomit? Right. On ascension. People have what done happens? it. Yes. Oh, where does it go? Where, <laughs> where does, does it, it go? go? <laughs> what do I do? The answer is everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, God. Where does it go? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh my god. On that note, yeah. who wants to get into some confessionals? Where does it go? <laughs> Where does it go from here? Who knows? Um, so we have some good stories, Pammy. We do. These are fun. You're going to go first? Yeah. Okie dokie. Dear wedding confessionals, my mother-in-law had the nerve to show up to the wedding in a very light champagne-colored dress. I couldn't believe it. She's always been nothing but nice. And I thought she was for my marriage to her son, but trying to steal the scene on my day was not okay. So a friend of mine may have accidentally spilled their red wine on her dress. Oops. My husband doesn't know I had anything to do with that, and he never will. From doesn't everyone know you don't wear anything close to white to a wedding? Oh, my God. That's kind of a dick move. I mean, first of all, you usually don't wear those kind of dresses more than once. So as that stuff goes, but, um, whoa, it's like, whoa. (laughs) Um, so you would not have been a person that spilled red wine on this lady. I no, no, me neither. That's also rude. I probably would have talked shit about her, but I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. But here's an interesting thing. So after this came up, I wanted to research to see what mothers of the brides usually wear or mothers of the groom. Mm-hmm. And I found an article from The Knot. And it's like this whole article of Q&A for like FYI, like kind of like, what is it? Frequently asked questions, FAQs okay. for people that are like mother and, and, and mothers of brides and grooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them is, what is an appropriate outfit for the mother of the groom? Are there color restrictions? Um, And it says, for an evening wedding, a formal dress is the right idea. If that's not your style, then a dress suit can work too. Don't worry about looking matronly because there are plenty of elegant formal looks that are both appropriate and fashionable. Start your search. Blah, blah, blah. Some sort of pitch. Um, When it comes to color choice, navy is the number one most requested color for mothers of the bride and groom. Other popular colors include blush and shades of nude. Traditionally, you want to avoid white, black, and red. White can appear to rival the bride. Black can suggest mourning, and red gowns have the potential to seem flashy. Mm -hmm. That said, we've seen moms look elegantly tailored in white, chic, and classic in black, and tastefully stunning in reds. The bottom line is talk to the bride before you start shopping. So there is kind of a thing where, like, sometimes mothers... Champagne is Champagne. apparently like a blushy off-white thing that sometimes. So well, maybe this lady thought like... she was doing the right thing. Maybe. And I worry that maybe this is this bride learning this. Maybe. Well, I guess it depends on if this this wasn't over the top dress. Like were her boobs out? I maybe it was like, like it was sexy. Like, was it sexy or what sexy was like... champagne? Yeah, champagne is like close to taupe ish trying to sell that dress till again you trying to pitch that dress that well, taupe size eight <laughs> <laughs> you keep coming back to this 54 dollars. if anybody's interested <laughs> price may drop by the end of the episode if you use the code wedding confessionals you get 10 percent off. <laughs> <laughs> i've got five to choose from oh my god but um no but i 
oh my God, that that mom might not have been trying to be yeah. terrible. I will say this. I read the article all the way through just to give tips for people that are planning a wedding right now actively. Obviously, this thing already happened. There's nothing you can do. Yes. But I will say for people planning weddings, the way it usually goes is the mother of the bride picks her dress first. And okay. then the mother of the groom kind of goes off of the style based off of that woman. Really? So the idea is for group pictures, everyone looks kind of cohesive. That's what my mother-in-law did. They were all, yeah, very, all very appropriate, all very color palette appropriate. So they asked you. Asked me. There was a conversation. Totally. I think that's the key to that article for me. She might have had a conversation. Just talk to the bride. Just, you know, just have that conversation. So there's no surprises. Right. I am looking at this dress, you know, is this okay with you? So that there are no accidental red wine spills oh my god yeah nobody needs that i know can you imagine christmas at their house oh I mean, god bring the white <laughs> don't perhaps, bring red perhaps though this is like a metaphor for deeper issues that's what i'm clearly thinking. yeah i think that there's been stuff going on before this <laughs> yeah. and we just needed to get out a little bit of like yeah. and hey you did and you yeah. got away with it yeah yeah we're definitely not gonna tell on you right nope. but i wouldn't be telling this tale to other people Mm-mm. Girl. Maybe a sit down in the future is appropriate. I will say her friend that spilled the wine is kind of a ride or die bitch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, that's oh, a good friend. Boop. That, oops. That is a good friend. Yeah. She was willing to just go there. She was. You need, a, you need so a spill? much more that happened I got, before I got this. A spill. <laughs> There's a lot we don't know about. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. This is For a, a friend to be like, I'm in. I'm yeah. doing this. I like what even includes a caper. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna go next, right? Yes. Is it me? Is it it's a you. question? Is it a yeah, I think so. Advice. It's a question mark at the end. <clears throat> I read these through before, I swear. I yeah. just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um three drinks later. Who knows? <laughs> not kidding. Um Hey Wedding Confessionals gals. My husband is a writer and I am not. He wants us to write our vows, and I'm terrified that I won't be able to come up with anything remotely as poetic as he will just naturally do. I know that there will always be so much distress surrounding the wedding day, and I don't want to worry about my vows being subpar too. Any ideas on how to get him to just do the, quote, repeat after me version without hurting his feelings from not a Bronte? Mm. Wow. I, I mean, so much stuck out to me in this, but one of the things that she said is that I don't want my vows to be subpar too. Like, are you are yeah. like what else is subpar? Like I don't. I feel like she, this bride's got a lot of nervous mm-hmm. going on. Like she's really nervous. Yeah. And and I get it. Not everybody's able to stand in front of a group of people and recite their feelings. Like yeah. that's a lot of pressure. It's it's same you know as a speech. You're yeah. giving yeah. a speech. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. Thoughts. Um, well, the first thing that came to my mind is uh, not a Bronte. Perhaps there's another way you can express yourself, perhaps through interpretive dance Ooh. <laughs> or maybe singing. Yeah. Are you a good singer? Yeah. Would you sing your vows? Maybe dancing? Yeah. Or um, you could like read a poem. Poem? Yeah. Take um, somebody else's work. Yes. Could you imagine no. really the interpretive dance yes. though? No, please. please don't dance. That's a joke. I, um, I want that. But whatever comes from your heart is is good. Doesn't You don't have to compete. It's not a competition. Nobody's going to win. Just speak from your heart. That's nice. You know? yeah. I feel like even if it is a competition, 
why not let him win? Yeah. Apparently he's a great writer. Yeah. This is, there's a couple things I think. Yes. One, if you genuinely think he's a good writer and he's really proud of his writing and that's kind of something that he's kind of known for, if you let him kind of have the spotlight for a moment and have this like moment in the wedding where it's like, wow, those are such powerful, amazing words. Like what a great wordsmith. Most of the wedding usually kind of at some point becomes kind of about the bride. You're in the cool dress. Like everyone's kind of catering to you. Totally. If he gets one moment to be the superstar, yeah, not the worst thing in the world. It's a really good true. point. Number one. Point number two. I just read that letter. You are not a bad writer. Totally. Good point. Mm, that was precise. Mm-hmm. I understood exactly what you were saying. And I even got your emotion behind it. You are nervous. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you actually are not. I think you're giving yourself not enough credit. I actually think you're not a bad writer. Yeah. So know that. Three, there's nothing wrong with a co-writer, a little ghostwriter mm, to girl, help you. So you, sure. so you have a friend. Maybe you have a friend you want to like run an idea by yes. or help you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it's not sincere. Or right. from your heart. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get somebody to bounce ideas off of. So there's a family member or a friend or one of your bridesmaids or yeah. somebody like that that's good at writing and you trust that will like help you. Totally good idea. I don't think that's a bad idea. Very that's true. Great. Maybe take your words and fluff them. Sure. Great yeah. idea. I like right? that. Punch it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they do, right? That's what writers do. They punch up jokes mm-hmm. and stuff. That's right. Right? Is that right? a term? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a writer. I'm not a common so. writer. <laughs> Nor am I. <laughs> so if it's not, guys, please don't write us. <laughs> I think she's going to be fine. Yeah. She is. It's That's nervous, just a though. lot of nerves. I mean, we're talking about how writing speeches at weddings is a nerve. It's the same so, thing. I mean, I cried after mine, like, snotty did you tears. Write your, did you write your vows for your wedding? No. No. Actually, we had uh, his father is ordained, so he married us. Oh, really cool. Because nice. we're, we're not particularly religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't want some random French guy marrying us. So we thought, you know what's really nice? His dad. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice. It was really nice to be sort of a ceremonially getting, being accepted into the family. I liked that. Cool. I like that. that. Did you? I don't remember. No. You just with this ring I wed. Pretty much. Yeah. We we were both very nervous. We yeah. were, you know, I, I you know, I I get this feeling that of this bride like that was me. I was I yeah. was very nervous and wanted to be like you it'll take everything in me just to repeat it correctly. <laughs> yeah. Let alone memorize something or trying no, let's yeah. that's yeah. So, <laughs> for my wedding. So stupid. So, we decided that we'd let the the officiant who is a, a a friend of Tristan's when he was I mean, he's a little bit older but he knows him from his childhood so um he we were gonna let him do the vows but then when we exchanged rings we wanted to say like one or two lines mm-hmm. and we said that we would like write them on our own and we would like be prepared and that was like what we were gonna do and I remember even on the flight out like working on them and trying mm-hmm. to figure out what I was gonna say and then the weekend like the days like when we were in Maine getting ready for the wedding I just kind of didn't circle back around to really working on them. Uh And it just kind of fell off my brain. (laughs) Meanwhile, Tristan had done his homework, had his stuff memorized. He's a total nerd. (laughs) So when it came to the wedding ceremony, the vows were done, like very, you know, generic with blah, blah, blah. So we get to the rings and I'm supposed to go first. (laughs) And I just go, with this ring, Ivy wed. (laughs) And I'm looking at his eyes and he's like, what, what? the fuck? This is not what was discussed. 
And then like, and I put the ring on his finger and he's looking at me like, okay. <laughs> so then he's like, and then somebody hands him my ring to give to me. And I put my left hand out and I was like, just say what I said. <laughs> so like whisper and he's like, what? I'm like, just say, just say the, with the ring part. Say the ring part. And we're whispering, our faces are so close. So and I'm sure it looks like I'm like whispering something sweet, sweet to him. Nice. And he's like, oh, with this ring, I do it. There we go. To this day, I have no idea what the words were that he wrote. Like he probably like oh, really he never t- told t- you. It never came oh. up. And I asked him later. He was like, "I lost that sheet of paper. I have no idea." Oh no! And I totally just forgot about my homework and was like, "Fuck it." I love that he so improved well. I was like, just say it. <laughs> so good. So good. I was like, sorry. I don't know, man. I had a lot of things to do. A lot going on. Oh my god. And as we discussed yes. at that point, he had accidentally, as we've discussed in previous episodes, he had accidentally walked off with the keys that was for the car for me to get to the wedding. So I was really late to our wedding. So he already was in the doghouse and knew it. So like so he wasn't good. gonna fight me. No. So Homeboy knew. Homeboy so knew. Good. So I think we've given advice to that person, right? Yeah. Okay. You're going to be fine. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. In conclusion. Yes. Okay. Number three. Uh, Trace. Yeah. Numero Camilla. Trace. Yeah. You do it, that? girl. Dear wedding confessionals, my fiance and I both know we want to do an international destination wedding. We just can't decide where. Any thoughts and or suggestions from making, making it a vacation for guests too. I like that you held this one for her. I did. She does that sometimes. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a lot to say about this. Do it. Yeah. I think, oh, well, there's a great website um, called oliverstravels.com. And they have a lot of really, really great international locations in, in Italy, um, Greece, France, Scotland, uh, Ireland and London, if that's kind of your jam, mm-hmm. um, that's a great website for that. Uh, I, one of our alt locations was perhaps like an olive uh, vineyard in Tuscany. Cool. Oh, yeah. There's like, what's really popular these days is agro. Um, uh, what is it called? I mean, in, in in Italian, it's agroturismo, <laughs> but it's basically like staying on a farm. And where everything is grown there, and oh, the, like farm to table style. Yeah, but yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like a farm uh, bed and breakfast, but in you know it's Tuscany, so it's fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you can rent great locations there, like a like an old farmhouse in Tuscany. Um, I have a friend who got um, married on. Uh, they rented like a large a, a yacht, I guess. And got married um, in um, in the Caribbean, sort of like a private yacht party. Wow, cool, right? That's wow. cool, fun. It's so a that's, good ideas. Yeah, yeah, sort of unique in that way. Um, there's like private islands if you, depending on your budget, um, and sometimes you can get you know things cheaper uh, overseas. Our location was actually uh, like half the cost. Um, then if you had done it here in California, yeah, oh totally, wow, yeah. yeah, half to a third maybe. Wow, of the cost, My gosh. and you wouldn't believe it. I got married in a you know fourteenth, fifteenth century castle essentially. Yeah, and it was cheaper than Los Angeles. Wow, so that's cool. worth looking into. Yeah, these internationals. And how about the she's saying from making it a vacation for the guests too? Does that really feel like a a vacation? Like were your guests all on board to be? 
yeah. coming or did you get any pushback or people um, not able to come because of? We did. We had actually a couple people were pregnant, um, so they couldn't travel internationally. But uh, we, yeah, that's one of our goals was to make it a vacation for people. And they did that. People went um, before and after to like Italy and all these other locations and to Paris. I mean, you know. What's well, a fun um, excuse to go on vacation? Because sometimes yeah. you put that off and off and yeah. off. And then yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, next summer we'll do that next yeah. summer. But now that you have this reason to go. Right. You're like, well, yeah. sure. Well, Carl and Jen, uh, some mutual friends of ours, uh, actually made our wedding their honeymoon. <laughs> they stayed in Paris for a little bit and had sort of a honeymoon. That's so, cool. Nice. Kind of everybody benefited, you know? Yeah. I, I guess my suggestion when I think about like being overwhelmed at what they want to do, like just being like, if the world is your option, mm-hmm. is I got a fun tip from Brittany, who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. Brittany Walsh. Um, who also loves traveling internationally. And she said that one of the fun things she likes to do is think about the opposite of what she does every day. Mm. So she lives in a warm climate. So she likes to go somewhere cold. And also because she lives in a city, she likes to go somewhere rural. Like when she went to visit somebody in England and she was in England and then she started out in London and she realized that her vacation didn't feel like it really began until they were out in the country. Because she was like, well, I live in a city all the time. So of course, like I was visiting friends, but it just felt like my life already right but it wasn't until they got out into the middle of nowhere that it was like oh this is my vacation yeah so maybe when thinking about making it exciting for your guests Mm -hmm. think about the opposite of where everybody lives now if you live in minnesota and you're in cold weather in the winter anyway Mm -hmm. think about that tropical vacation oh people will be so excited yeah and if you live in florida Mm -hmm. like go to the mountains yeah you know i'd also say if you're planning an international wedding or a destination wedding um treat people to the local cuisine at your wedding oh cool. you know what i mean like yeah. we didn't have a wedding cake we had a croquembouche which is like a giant donut tower for our wedding yes with sparklers on it because that's kind <laughs> of the it. local tradition so yeah. we did that and you know it was fun and they come out uh you know with the cream filled donut tower who doesn't like that right sparklers and fire everywhere and it was just you know that's cool it that was sounds a, fun it was a new thing for people that's cool. Yeah, I like that. So that's a, you know, I'd say do that. That's a really good tip. So yeah. I have a question. So you were doing the destination wedding. You're getting married in this beautiful place. Did you then tack on your honeymoon afterwards too? Or what did you do? No, we actually have not taken our honeymoon yet. <laughs> How long have you been married? A uh, year, October 6th. Okay. So just a not little that's over. That's not that bad. No. Well, we're going to take a, a vacation in December. But we didn't because we felt sort of, A, we were tired. And B, we sort of felt greedy. Like we're already we're already on a honeymoon, essentially. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're like mm-hmm. in people come to this place for a honeymoon. We're getting married here, so yeah. We have not. We just and it now it feels a little weird. And it feels like our next vacation is just like the honeymoon, regardless of where we go. Yeah. Well, like, do you want it to be the honeymoon? I don't know. I I wanna. I I don't know. I sort of didn't. I think it's sort of like I didn't I didn't have a bachelorette party um, and the honeymoon just feels now like it's sort of like an addendum that we've forgotten about. <laughs> so I in hindsight, I wish not taking it earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're always trying to figure it out. 
like what yeah. you would do. Yeah. yeah. I didn't plan it either. I ended up going years later and it yeah. was like a half honeymoon, half vacation. And yeah. It kind of sucked. And I was like, I don't know why we did this. this I wish we would have gone right away to, you know, maybe. But you are tired. Friends. Yeah. You are tired because we went right away so and we were, we're well, we slept the first day, <laughs> two yeah. days. So. Well, we get a lot of tips for people to say that even if you don't go right away to plan the trip to mm-hmm. be like next yes. year, we're going to X and that is our honeymoon. And you right. say it out loud to people. Right. And you either do a honey fund or you already start planning that vacation. So it right. really happens. Right. And it's something to look forward to. Right. Because it's hard. Because yeah. then your life gets back to normal. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, it's another wedding chore. Yeah. I know. But you know what else is really weird that we should talk about? Because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about this. After your wedding, what's the next step? You start thinking about children, right? Or yeah. we're going to maybe start a family. Everything in the tropical location has Zika virus. Oh, it's <laughs> so a nobody, good point. People oh. aren't planning their honeymoons right away anymore because it's it's a sort of a thing. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. People are because if you're little, thinking about getting knocked up. Yeah, and if oh. if you even do accidentally, it could be like bad. You have to wait like yeah. a year if you go to Six to one of those to a year. locations. It mm-hmm. affects men and women. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, like uh, it's it's in the Caribbean and Madagascar and you know Anguilla and um, yeah, everywhere, a everywhere lot of tropical, mm-hmm. Indonesia, Philippines. Wow. Yeah. Good point. Good tip. So yeah, go to Hawaii. <laughs> There's no Zika there. <laughs> Is that their traveling like pitch now? Yeah. This yes. tourism board it's, of Hawaii. Come here. You just like throw your arms no out. Zika. Zika. <laughs> You're missing the Zika jazz free. hands coming on screen right now. <laughs> okay, now it's time for the bridal breaks. We did it, guys. We got through all the stories. Yay. Yay. Um, so uh, bridal breaks for new listeners, if you don't know, are just breaks we give not only brides, but anyone planning a wedding, uh, something to do that has nothing to do with wedding wedding planning mm. at all, so that you don't go bonkers planning your wedding. Mm. So you do these for a bit so that you come back to your unbelievably stressful invite list that you're not going to lose your mind. Um, so... We have some fun ideas today. Pammy, do you want to go first? Sure. You did your homework? I did. Um, I enjoyed that previous bridal break that we imbibed today. It was good. So what's today's? This one sounds good, too. I have not tried it, um, although I'm I'm in. I, I want to try this. Um, I found this on the foxandbriar.com uh, website, and... And this I took from uh, Erica Mandy. She was one of our guests a couple podcasts ago. From the Newsworthy podcast. From the Newsworthy podcast. And she said maple is in. So I'm Mm. like, I'm going to find, because it's fall, I'm going to find a maple um, cocktail. Oh, my God. My bridal break kind of has to do with maple syrup. Really? Yes. Yum. Nice. (laughs) So this is a maple whiskey cider. I mean, maple and cider. Yes, please. What's in this thing? It is whiskey and maple syrup liqueur, mm. um, which they actually make, huh. uh, fresh apple cider, which is not easy to find in California. Not yeah, right now. Right? Yeah. L- yeah. You, you think gotta, this would be the time. It is. Yeah. You can't, it's tough. You can find mm. apple it, juice, which is weird. Yeah. Yes. Trader Joe's has same. a pretty good bottled apple cider. They yeah. do. But this is not spiced. And okay. The Trader Joe's one's a little spicy. spicy. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some fresh greased, squeezed lemon juice, uh, cinnamon stick, apple slices for garnish, and ice. That's it. That sounds wonderful. I'm into that. I'm in. I'm right. in a lot. I like that. What's we'll it called it again? And maple what? The maple whiskey cider. Yeah. I wonder if some mulling spices would be good in that. This one. She knows yes. what's up. I know. Yeah. Okay. You're invited back. I like cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> so That's what is it. your bridal break? You know... 
I use it now and I used it then and I probably will continue to use it when the world is crazy like it is and your world is crazy. I shop on the realreal.com. It's a fun um, consignment uh website i guess for like high-end stuff so you just like clothes and shoes clothes and shoes and bags and you want to just sort of get your brain to another place you're like just you know flipping through chanel bags and how much off are they yeah 50 60 percent off sometimes good deals and they only take stuff that's in good condition yeah so you know when you get it you're not going to get i mean i've gotten like a pair of prada flats with the tag still on for like 130 bucks wow yeah. wow right yeah it really really helps me feel better <laughs> when i get that shiny package in the mail that's my amazing. husband is actually like more didn't you just <laughs> i said today i think i'm gonna order another pair of shoes and he was like didn't you just order a pair of shoes and i was like but these are different shoes <laughs> different <laughs> don't completely. get it <laughs> don't get it man yeah so the real like r-e-a-l R-E-A-L, the real real.com. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah, it's okay. a good one. And you can consign your stuff too if you want to make an, a little extra cash for your wedding. That's, hey. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. You, that's should, a good you should maybe think about that dress that you're trying to hawk on all of our <laughs> listeners. Ooh, good idea. Why didn't I put that together? <laughs> you want to shop around first, see if yeah. you could get a deal yeah, before you yeah. have to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so my bridal break is actually two. I know Pam gets mad when you give more than one bridal break. She thinks you're cheating. <laughs> She's a rule. She likes to follow by the rules and I'm a rule breaker, but they're combined. (laughs) The one is like accompanying the other. You said it's maple, so I'll let it slide. So it is the show Riverdale. (laughs) It is. What does this have to do with maple? Let me get to it. All right. Riverdale is a CW like teen drama. (laughs) I knew you were going. That is, I mean, first of all, every person on it I checked is between like 25 and 29 years old, yet they're playing like 15 year olds. It's so comical. And they have, everyone has like really good eyebrows. I can't explain it. It's actually really beautifully shot. Like the lighting and the cinematography of it is beautiful. It's also cool because they're trying to do this like between the set decorations and the, um, I'm going to say clothing, but the word is costumes, Um, (laughs) combining modern, but also this like era of the fifties about the comic book. So they kind of spin it all together. So it's really cool to look at (laughs) and genuinely the mystery throughout the whole thing. And you're trying to figure out like how this person died and all this kind of stuff. The reason why it comes up as maple is that like the big family in town that has all the money is through Mm -hmm. maple syrup. That's how they (gasps) made their money. Ooh. So maple syrup has come up in like multiple storylines. <laughs> Not kidding. It sounds like it's in the Pacific Northwest. Yes, I, oh. which I always which thought, is sexy. I always thought Archie comics took place in like the Northeast. I don't know why. Yeah, but I guess I may. I need to double check. I don't really know the history of Archie comics, but apparently mm. it's you know there in like the Pacific Northwest. I want to say like Washington, Oregon. It's a kind very of area. mysterious, sexy place up there. It is it a is. sexy show. Yeah. Which again, you can less politely because they're all 25 to 29 year olds. <laughs> you don't right? have to feel like, you yeah. know, Creepy. like yeah. a creep star. Oh. Yeah. But it, but they really are like, like the acting's okay, but the storylines are really fun. <laughs> um, but it's uh, Twilight. Yeah. And so right. season one is already available on Netflix. So you can just marathon the shit out of it. Enjoy and then it. season two just started on a couple, I guess at this point, by the time this is airing, we're probably a couple of episodes in, but season two is on CW and it's starting to push out now. And it's just like, if you liked Gossip Girl and you love that just like campy teen shit, this will fill that void like nobody else. It's fine. <laughs> it's a good escape. So here's where I get a little sadder. On top of liking Riverdale, I've also gotten into a podcast called Cry Me a Riverdale. And it's <laughs> A podcast <laughs> recapping Riverdale episodes. 
<laughs> it's these two guys named John uh, Riesinger and Mikey Newman. And they're just really funny and snarky. And I'll put it on in the background when I'm like folding laundry. I don't know why I find it soothing for smart people to talk about dumb television. <laughs> I have so many podcasts that I follow. They're just like a stupid show with smart people talking about them. They made an entire Bravo show about it that. Yeah. People. It's true. Yes. I mean, it's a thing. It's it a, is. I love that show. Yeah, I do too. The People's Couch. Yeah. yeah. Bonus bridal break. Now I've given up. Pre- oh I don't even think it's on the air right now. It's fine. You're out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm drunk with the power. I went last. <laughs> so yeah, that's my bridal break. Also, I think it's really clever. I love a good pun. And Cry Me a Riverdale is pretty damn good. It's, it is pretty, pretty good. good. Bravo yes. to them. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little golf clap for that one, guys. <laughs> so that's our bridal breaks. Um, so that's it. We did the show. Wow. Congrats. Yeah, that was easy and fun. Yeah. So before you go, <laughs> do you want to plug any of the shows that you're working on right now? Is anything airing that you can talk about? Um, no, something will air in February. I'm actually working on a documentary, six-part documentary called uh, Death Row Chronicles about Death Row Records, which is quite the opposite of this podcast. <laughs> hey, man, um, we like everything. Yes. If you want to hear about the, the stories of the most deadly uh, record label, yeah. check it out in February on BET. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. It's, a, it's a really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Right it's going to be a good one. All right. Thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me, Thank everybody. You. This was fun. Yeah. So fun. So before we go, Pam, yes. we're going to we're gonna do our own housekeeping. And we're going to talk about a couple things. Okay. <clears throat> this is the fun part of the podcast where I quiz Pam. You ready? Pam. After if, several drinks. Yeah. This is never easy <laughs> for me. She doesn't do well. She does okay. I don't think you're... I think I'm going to trip you up a little bit. We'll see what happens. Um, right. If people want to find out more about our show, what website should they go to? WeddingConfessionals.com. And we are on three different social media platforms. What are they? Twitter, Mm -hmm. Facebook, and Instagram. We love Instagram. (laughs) We love our Instagrammers. Um, uh, If you want to find... We love our Twitters. We do. And our Facebookers, too. I might have a favorite. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, if you want to find links to those social media platforms, where do you go? It's all on WeddingConfessionals.com. If you want to find show notes and more details about the show, where do you go? WeddingConfessionals.com. Okay, cool. Um, If you want to send us your stories, we want your stories. We love the stories. stories. Um, Email us. Where do you email us, Pam? WeddingConfessionals at gmail.com. Okay. Um, I'm going to do the phone number because I know you don't know it. I do not. It's okay. I have the paper in front of me. In my defense, I don't have it memorized either. Um, it is 434-933-2663. Again, 434-933-2663. And that's where you can leave us a voicemail if you want to do that instead. And then we'll just like type it out for you. Um, the other option is you go to our website, which is what, Pam? WeddingConfessionals.com. <laughs> you go to um, <laughs> tell us your secret is the tab. You just hit that tab and then you can just write out the story without having to actually give us any your email address, your phone number. We don't really care. We're nope. just trying to make it easy for you. Yeah. So if that's the best way you want to tell us your story, come on over. Tell us your little secrets. Tell us all the crazy stuff that's Ask going us on. Ask your questions. Yeah. We love helping you guys out. We try to help. Maybe we do. We've been told by some listeners that we do. Yeah. We get feedback. We do. Things yeah. go okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's the part where it gets fun. We like you to give um, a five star rating and give us a review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Yes. That is one of the platforms, Pam. There are a couple more. Pam, where can you find our podcasts? Player FM. Uh huh. Google Play. Yeah. Stitcher. Yep. Podbean. Mm hmm. And Podknife. Podknife is where they review us. But oh. yes, but yeah, we love Podknife. Okay. There are a couple more. Do you remember? I told you last week and I don't think you did your homework. 
I may have been a little intoxicated. Okay, I'm going to do them for you, but you got to pay attention this okay, time. Okay, I'm paying attention. Overcast. Overcast. Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict. Podcast Land. Podcast Republic. Downcast and Castro. We're a lot of okay, places. Y'all, now. she's reading this off of a piece of paper and she expects me to, at the end, not sober to remember mm-hmm. 10 of these places. You know what, Pam? We all have a job. That's yours. <laughs> <laughs> and right now you're at about a 50%. I'm, not, I'm failing. <laughs> I'm going to can't wait to see you slowly get better at this. Because you remember in the beginning, getting the first five That's was true. very hard. It's true. You kept forgetting Podbean. <laughs> <laughs> and now it just rolls off your tongue. I love Podbean. I know. We do love Podbean. Um, so that's it, guys. That's it. We will see you guys next time. Bye, Pammy. Bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song and to Ramsey Malay and Brian Maylard for their technical support, which we desperately needed. Want to make sure you don't miss a single episode? Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud and make sure to give us a five-star rating or I guess a four if you're being judgy like us. If you have a crazy story to tell or need some advice, you can reach us by going to our website, weddingconfessionals.com. Or you can email us at weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Or leave us a voice message at 434-933-2663. That's 434-933-2663. And as always, we will never reveal the names in order to protect the innocent and the annoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're looking for those links, you can find those and more at our website, which if you haven't figured out by now is weddingconfessionals.com. See you guys next time. Bye.